again like last time feel free to retweet the space and uh, we're gonna go ahead and start in a few minutes welcome everyone Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode two with the founders, where we're going to deep dive into the Metalan society story and ecosystem, everything that uh, that surrounds our utility, our fun side of the project, as we we like to call it. Uh, following the first odyssey with the founders, the first episode where we shared with you a recap of the building phase of the project. Um, the podcast, uh, once again, is available on Spotify. We will record 
as well this space and post it as a podcast on Spotify right after. So thanks for joining us. Um, for those who already know about the ecosystem, it's going to be a, a nice reminder, maybe some some details that you've missed in order to get ready for uh, for the delivery of the ecosystem that will uh, come very soon following our phase to mint. And for the new members, uh, we're looking forward to share with you everything that uh, we've created and uh, the Leon ecosystem that uh, I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna know. <coughs> hey everyone, uh, maybe we start with a quick introduction on Metalion Society of as a project, and then we we dive into the ecosystem. So, um, why Metalion Society? Well, we noticed um, a couple of things that. They're in traditional crowdfunding because uh, for, I see a lot of familiar faces. We're building a crowdfunding platform that leverages the power of, of tokenization and blockchain. So, so why introducing um, blockchain into crowdfunding? Well, we realized that traditional crowdfunding, uh, there's basically no liquidity. It means that when you invest in, in equity, for example, in share in, in, a, in a company, while you're stuck with your investment until the company goes public or sell the transferability of assets is very limited, um, and that's a problem. But there is, obviously, we're talking about Web2 companies, there is legal protection. And in Web3, well, it's the contrary. Uh, you have liquid assets th thanks to the blockchain, but uh, I'm sure we, we, we've all experienced it here in the room. Uh, there are a lot of projects and founders who do not commit to their roadmap and don't intend even to deliver anything. <clears throat> so... Here we were, <clears throat> we decided to create a crowdfunding platform and introduce uh, blockchain and tokenization in order to introduce liquid assets in private markets. Um, so we increase the transferability of assets by representing a, a traditional asset on, uh, as, as a token, uh, you will be able to resell it more easily than in traditional crowdfunding. And it allows us, obviously, to ensure true ownership. So that's benefit, a traditional benefit of the blockchain and allows as well to introduce legal protection. So it's taking a little bit of both world, traditional and DeFi, uh, and uh, taking the best out of both. So that was our idea. And we decided to raise funds through an NFT collection. Uh, we believe that that's how um, founders should think of think about when they, they are, they're launching an NFT collection is to raise funds to build value and to deliver value back to uh, investors. Um, so we have built TCFX now and we have a, a whole ecosystem that leads to uh, review redistribution. But our goal was simple. It's raising funds with an NFT collection, giving our holders an exclusive access to our platform. So we're going to dive it uh, dive into it a little bit after, but mainly, if you want to raise funds, you're gonna we're gonna take as a company uh, a smaller fee, and if you want to invest in a product, you're gonna have a priority on investment. So it's special access to the product, and at the same time, revenue redistribution from the revenue we're generating with TCFX. So that's the vision we have uh, for the Metallion Society and TCFX. So. Thanks for the recap, Antonio. This was the business side of uh, of the project, the investment side, let's say, let's call it. And uh, we thought this would be important to introduce this once again 
uh, even though we've talked about ECFX quite a lot the past uh, the past months while building building it and obviously exchanging with all of you, uh, but it was important to 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 set a, another reminder about that because the whole ecosystem is directly linked linked to TCFX and obviously the the end goal with our ecosystem and gamification we have implemented within the collection uh, leads to revenue distribution from this business TCFX. Uh, straight away to you holders uh, to be exact 20% of the revenue generated from TCFX will be redistributed to you holders so now let's dive in let's start first with the story of the Metahan Society um, in order to to really set this up for you to understand everything about the skills the gamification how you can reach the goal in order to benefit uh, TC, a share of uh, the TCFX revenue so the story of the Metalan Society, if you have a look on our website, uh, we have a video that introduces it pretty well. We have our main character that is a Metaleon. So a Metaleon is a, a word game between Metaverse and Chameleon. The Chameleon, our main character. He's chilling in his living room, sitting on his couch, watching TV. Watching Bored Ape. Watching <laughs> the Bored Ape uh, trailer of uh, Other Side, if you, if you have a look, we gave them a, a, sh a small shout out so and uh, at some point appears in his living room a space-time rift uh, in which he gets sucked and he lands on a bridge in the space at the gates of a multiverse uh, with five different eras five different worlds uh, that he can eventually access these words if you look at the, on our website once again if you just scroll down a little bit from the video um, you have the five eras described uh, going from the prehistorical era. So the first one is the prehistorical era. Then we go through the antique era, the early modern era, contemporary era, so the one we live in right now, and the futuristic, obviously. So each of these eras have some differences, but the end goal is the same, is to reach uh, one of the eras. And when you reach one of the eras, you become, as we call it, a historic Leon. So to introduce quickly the three categories of NFTs that we have in the collection, we have first the common NFTs that represent um, 4,650 NFTs. Yeah. Uh, no, 4,580 <laughs> NFTs. I'm, I'm sorry, my bad. I had to do the quick math. That's 93% of the collection. Of the whole collection. Then we have 415 historics. And then we have five legendaries so the 415 historics why do why are they historics is because they have already integrated uh, one era that means they have one of the five skills maxed out now let's talk about the skills because this is usually where when we lose some people so you have on each nfts five skills on OpenSea. if you go have a look at your leons you can have you you have the boost description so in the boost you will see the five different skills Basically, five skills are directly linked to the five eras. So once again, we'll go through the eras and the skill associated to the to the era. Starting with the prehistorical era, you have the survival skill. Then we have the antique era with the status skill. Early modern era, the time of uh, great discoveries, enlightenment. enlightenment. We have in the intelligence skill, contemporary the 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 world we live in right now the era we live in right social now media life. popularity with the social media life all of these influencers etc and the future obviously uh, the skill attached to future is ai so on the common nfts uh, you will see 
uh, your boosts that are variable in each of the skills. This is not random. Uh, the boosts of your common NFTs are based on the attributes your NFT has. So we spent a lot of time trying to find the best balance in terms and the best way, obviously, to implement uh, not just a simple random skill attribution, but a skill attribution that has some sense. So this is why it's based on the attributes and it's also based on the rarity of your attributes. We have a... And each attribute of the entire collection of the Metallion Society is linked to a one of those five historical era. Yeah. So when I say that the skills uh, depend on your attributes, but also on the rarity of your attributes, that is because we have created a wall Excel sheet with our 250 plus attributes. And each of these attributes has a rarity. So if we take an example, uh, let's say the prehistorical um, bone crown, this is as I mentioned, in the prehistorical era, and the rarity is five. That means it's one of the rarest uh, attributes in the prehistorical era. This means that this attribute will add the most skills to your, uh, the most points to your survival skill. And if you have, uh, let's say, the uh, mass, so the the, the wooden um, bat in your in your hands as an NFT, this is a pretty common. Uh, attribute from the pre-circle era as well so it will increase your survival skill by less points than the bone crown but still increase your skill so this is how the skills are distributed on our common nfts to talk about the historic nfts the 415 that are currently in the collection if you look at the boosts you have uh, one of the five boosts one of the five skills maxed out to 100 percent, and you have none of the other skills uh, you can recognize an historic nft with the icon at the top left of your NFT. So the, we have one icon that represents each era. Uh, that means you're an historic, you cannot evolve, you cannot upgrade it, you cannot change it, and you should be happy about it because you have an historic. And it's only like and 6% of the entire collection yeah, so far. So. We'll talk later about why it is important. And then we have the five legendaries, so one per era. Uh, these are the most wanted NFTs uh, in the collection by our holders. Some of you are already fighting for the wizard that's going to come out in the in the next phase. So we're looking forward to to see who who gets his hands on it. And there's been some some chat within the community as well because there's a Freeze and Runic who who sniped the um, contemporary contemporary uh, legendary for one ETH for one ETH. So yeah. Yeah. So j just a quick reminder, uh, we have five historical era. There is one skill attached to each era and the skills that you have in your NFT depends on the attributes that you have that are related to each uh, historical era and is obviously uh, based also on rarity. So if you have a very rare attribute from prehistory, it will add more points to the uh, survival skill that is the skill attached to the historical era. And I forgot to mention on the historics, you don't have only the icon to recognize it's an historic, but also the background. Uh, you can see the background. We have created uh, 50 backgrounds, 10 per era, uh, that are directly related to the era. So quite famous uh, places, cities, uh, etc., related to each of the eras. And there's also the generation, I'm just going to mention it quickly. When you have a common NFT, you have, as we mentioned, as Alex mentioned, a little bit of every skills. And 
the NFT itself has been generated with the entire pool of attributes, regardless of historical era. So you can have uh, a hand attribute that is from prehistoric, a head attribute that is from futuristic, etc. When we're talking about historics, they belong to one era. So they've been generated only with the pool of attributes that corresponds to the era. So uh, if you look at uh, some historics on OpenSea, you'll see that all of the attributes of the NFT are related to a specific era. I just pinned the tweet. Uh, this is the visual for this episode two, on which you have, uh, maybe you will, you will visualize it better with the five eras and the five icons uh, attached to them. Please, we're going to make a quick break here. Uh, don't hesitate to, to jump on stage and ask any question if you need clarifications. It will be a pleasure. We have very involved members of the community. If you just want to come here and chill and add anything that you th you you think might be relevant, please do not hesitate. We like uh, an interactive space. Always. Yeah, as usual, it's chill. And I just took out the Excel sheet just quickly give you some info that we have never shared actually before about the uh, points upgrade system based on the rarity of your attributes. So as I've mentioned, if you have the rarest um, attribute from an era, one of the rarest, you get eight plus 18 points in your skill. Um, if we go to the common, so uh, rarity number one, the least common, uh, the least rare in the era, it will be plus four. Then number level two is plus nine, plus 13 for level three, plus 16 for level four, plus 18 for level five. We've done a lot of math regarding that because we've had, uh, we've tested quite a lot of um, point systems. Sometimes we're going over 100 for some NFTs. Sometimes it was too less, so we had to find the balance um, in order to for yeah. it to be correct. And our CTO basically created an entire app that allowed us to uh, integrate and, and test our, our rules and algorithm to see the distribution of each skill and see if everything makes sense. So uh, we have an app that we showcase to pre-mint. Uh, would be a pleasure to to give you some sneak peeks if uh, if you you're curious about it. And the, you might ask yourself, well, once again, what is the, the goal with that, with the skills? And um, why did we decide to implement this? Uh, there are two very simple and main reasons. Uh, first one being uh, introducing a gamification aspect to the collection straight away within uh, your NFTs. So, and uh, why we, we talk about gamification is because you will be able to upgrade and evolve uh, your skills from your common NFTs through two mechanisms that we're going to describe right after. And the second incentive, obviously, is because uh, this is the whole system that allows you to get to the revenue redistribution from TCFX. Uh, so there's two main ca use cases for that. Uh, and what's going to be fun, we're going to talk about different aspects, strategies, maybe some of you might ju <laughs> jump on stage. Uh, once again, Chutney, I mentioned you, and I'm sure you're not the only one. I know Drew. Drew is also. writing a thesis on what's the, what's the strategy, <laughs> depending on the, this and this and this factor. I'm, you guys have a lot of people who yeah, have you, a good strategy. You guys have many strategies, and um, this is because, obviously, on the 415 historics we forgot to mention, there are 150 sapiens, as we call them. So these are the historics from the prehistorical era. Then there are 120 emperors from the antique era. There are 80 erudites from the early modern era, 40 influencers from the contemporary era, and only 25 robots 
from the futuristic era. So as you can see, the more you go back in eras, the more you go back in time, uh, the least rare is your historic. And just to clarify, uh, all those words, sapiens, emperors, erudite, influencer, and robots, is the way we call our historic per era. Instead of calling them uh, contemporary historic, we use influencer. It's like the kings of those worlds with a dedicated uh, name to them. Yeah, so the more you go back in time, in eras, the least rare are the historics. So obviously in the beginning, why we talk about gamification is because in the beginning, everybody, once we implement the skill evolution system that we're going to describe after, everybody's going to be obviously willing to upgrade the AI skill. So that means that the common NFTs with the highest AI skill endowment will be the ones with the most value, we guess. And at some point, as time goes and more commons become historics, um, it will be it it might be more interesting to join here to become an historic in another era, and this is where the wall strategy aspect, the wall gamification, comes in place uh, because you should be must you should analyze your NFTs, uh, make sure that you evolve the the right skill at the right time in order to become an historic um, in the best era possible in the best time to benefit from the greater rewards. So. This was, it can be a lot, can be complex, but we always like to remind that everything will be very easy, very understandable, especially when we deliver on the, the, the roadmap, the ecosystem. Uh, it will be very simple. And now let's dive into the ways you can evolve your skills. Uh, there are two different ways. The first one will be through staking your NFT in an L1 contract. So you will be, that we call training camps. So basically, if you have a common NFT and you want to evolve your AI skill, you will stake your common NFT in the futuristic training camp. So these are only a few button, buttons to click. It will be through our website. Some of you are already familiar <coughs> with staking through other projects probably. So this is the first way. The second way to evolve your skills will be through potion consumption. Uh, there are two ways to get potions. Uh, the first one being our marketplace that we're going to develop on which you will be able to purchase portions with our Leon token that we are going to be redistributing. So we're not going to make you pay uh, any kind of ETH or uh, take out some more crypto for it. It's going to be all with our um, token, uh, yeah, ecosystem token. And the second way to win portions will be through our free lottery. Uh, the free lottery will be accessible by uh, locking your Leon tokens, you will be receiving by uh, locking your Leon tokens an intransferable uh, currency that, that will be called insects since our character is a chameleon. So you you will receive these insects and with these insects, you will be able to purchase a lottery ticket. So we, have, we will have three rarity of uh, lottery tickets uh, going from common, rare to legendary. And basically in these lotteries, uh, we will be giving away all kinds of prices. It can be virtual or real prices. It can be merch, it can be uh, concert tickets, and it can be potions. All of these prices will be represented as NFTs that you will be able to trade, so sell or buy on our marketplace as well. So these, these are the ways you will be able to evolve your skills. Yeah, so training camp, um, one training camp per era, and potion consumption, obviously one potion per era as well. And it's going to be your choice to decide which era you want to, to integrate.
And uh, now we need to jump into the revenue redistribution associated with becoming historic. Because there are some eras that are from Mint more exclusive than than others. Alex mentioned that the robots are, there are only 25 robots in the collection. And as you go back in time, it's more populated, right? And you need to know that the revenue redistribution, depending on the category, the world you integrated, so uh, who, which era you're from as an historic, has a different revenue redistribution per era. So the most exclusive in the beginning is going to be robots, only 25 uh, robots. And there's 22% of the 20% that we would distribute from uh, revenue generated on by TCFX and Metalion Society Secondary Marketplace. 22% of those revenues are going to be allocated to robots. And then as you go back in time, you lose 2%. So uh, contemporary is going to be 20% and it's more populated. Erudite is going to be 18% and there is 80 NFTs. Emperor is going to be 16% and there is 120 NFTs. And Sapiens, uh, so prehistoric, is 14% and there is 150 uh, items. And there's also 10% that are allocated to uh, the five legendaries that we have. So it's 2% per, uh, legendary. per legendary. And that's where the uh, strategic aspect to the project comes in place is because, as Alex mentioned in, in the beginning, everyone will be interested in, in integrating the robot, uh, so the, the futuristic era, because there's only 25 uh, NFTs and there's the majority of the funds redistributed that are allocated to this era. But as time goes and as more common NFTs become historic, it might balance out at some point. And you need to know that once you integrate an era, you can't move. So uh, maybe in the beginning, everyone will become a robot. There's 22% allocated, but at some point there's going to be, I don't know, 75 or 80 robots, 80 people that uh, increase the skill of uh, AI. And it's going to be more interesting for you to integrate the influencer. And once you're there, you can't move. So that's where the, the strategic uh, aspect comes into place. Good. And the last thing you need to know is that the more common Leon become historic, the less the two evolution mechanism are going to bring you additional points. So it's going to be a sprint. Um, and you'll, you'll have to, to figure out if you're playing the short term, if you're playing the long term, are you going to keep some NFTs uh, to integrate some eras at the best time possible and sacrifice reward uh, during the beginning of the operations? Are you going to play the, the short-term game and keep some NFTs? Are you going to do both? That's where it comes in place. Yeah, because at some point, some, some, some holders might try to approach from certain skills the 100% uh, uh, skill endowment that will make your NFT become historic. So let's say at 95 and stop evolving your skill at this point in order to have the option at the last minute to join the era you want. And also um, why it is interesting for the collection, another aspect of it is that um, the common NFTs have a double rarity. Uh, we, We keep on mentioning this since the beginning and we had some questions on what do you mean with double rarity? 
the first rarity is the one we all know based on the attributes that your NFT has and their rarity. But why we mention double rarity? Because the second rarity is the one based on skills. Uh, let's say today you have a common NFT that has very common attributes. But at some point you reach, uh, let's say, the popularity skills. So uh, based on the con comp contemporary era at 95. This common NFT that might have uh, more common traits than another NFT might be worth more on the on OpenSea on, on on any given marketplace due to the fact that it's one of its high skills is higher than another NFT that has more rare attributes and it's more valuable in the ecosystem and the revenue sharing policy that comes after it. Yeah, exactly. So we're just gonna take a second to reset the room. It might be a lot. Once again. Uh, feel free to jump on stage. Read, uh, you're here since the beginning. If you want to say hi, it will be a pleasure. Welcome on stage. We have our wonderful Leon ladies as well. Don't hesitate to come. New Leons, there's Redo. It would be great to have you on on stage. There's Reki. How come you didn't you didn't uh, request to come on stage? Get up here. Oh no, maybe you're at work. So yeah, we reset the room. The room. Uh, if you have any questions. Uh, feel free to to jump on stage and uh, and simply ask them. We're talking, we're deep diving into our quite complete ecosystem and uh, presenting every aspect of it. So once again, the space will be recorded. And I must mention that uh, we forgot to mention it in the beginning. At the end of the space, we're going to host the giveaway that we have promised. If you look at uh, our uh, latest tweet, one of our latest tweets on our feed, uh, we are giving away a Leon uh, today at the end of the space. Here you go, HGTH. How are you guys doing, fam? Reed, how is it going? HGTH, welcome. Connecting. So as you're connecting, just... I'm going to try to really summarize it. You have five skills that you can evolve through two different mechanisms. One is taking your NFT in a training camp in the era you'd like to evolve, or you can... Um, purchase collectibles that are going to be potions and are going to evolve your skills. There is five different eras. Some are more exclusive than others because they're less populated. And at the same time, the majority of the revenue are directed to those eras. And you'll, you'll have to make a choice and decide which era you want to integrate, knowing once you are in an era, you can't move from there. And... It's going to be more and more complicated as time goes to become historic because the more common people, common Leons become historic, the less skill increase you're going to have with the two mechanisms that we described earlier. Hello, Jenny. HTH, you had your hand raised. Yes, hi, guys. Can y'all hear me okay? Yes. Wonderful. How are you doing, fam? All right, good deal. I'm doing well, guys. Uh, really, uh, really digging the uh, the space today and uh, digging what y'all are saying. It's some sounding like some really good stuff coming down the pipe, and I'm looking forward to uh, formulating a strategy on on my Leons and see what's what's going to work best for me. Um, I did have one question though. Um, you mentioned staking, and I don't know. I, I when you just it just kind of popped into my head when you mentioned staking our Leons. Um, uh, is it going to have any impact on um, something like with the with the BAP uh, tokenization uh, project at all? Will we still be able to um, 
collect, uh, you know, meth uh, from the bat project. Uh, if we have our Leon staked into uh, into your the metal Leon uh, L1 contract at all. So we didn't anticipate it uh, in the beginning. And obviously, we're not going to sacrifice our wonderful partnership that we have with the B with the BAP community. Um, so we're going to have to ask the technical detail to our dev. But uh, there are uh, cross solutions now. Uh, we shouldn't. Uh, we're not going to necessarily going to send it into an L1 contract. Uh, and obviously, you'll still be able to harvest your meth definitely. Uh, I think now if you if you change or if you transfer or send your NFT your assets, you lose the levels that you accumulated. Isn't that right? With the meth, I think so. But initially, just quickly to rebound on that, initially we have prioritized the fact that we don't want to force our holders to block their NFT for let's say six months and not be able to move it at all. So we we haven't taken any decisions uh, going in that direction so we have since the beginning planned to allow our holders to unstake their nft at any given point but as antonio mentioned if let's say you decide to uh, so more information is going to be released about the percentage increase the uh, timeline how much you sh how much time you should stake your nft etc but if you unstake your nft before the end of the time you chose to put in the training camp you will not get the percentage increase so this was one of the conditions uh, to let uh, to let you be free and get your NFTs, not not block them for a long time. But as Antonio said as well, uh, we know there are solutions now where you can stake your NFT without it leaving your wallet. So uh, this is definitely something we're going to discuss with our dev uh, and let you know. Okay, that sounds good. I, I think that's the only question I had. Um, I'm I'm kind of busy doing doing some some work uh, in IRL work. So, um, but I'm still listening. So y'all just carry on. Wonderful. Glad you could make it, uh, even Thanks when you're busy busy IRL. I appreciate it. Thank you for your question. Very good point. Yeah, on the technical side, um, we didn't anticipate it, and uh, everything was really really clear. Uh, right after mid, because to remind people who may not know, we were supposed to start building the ecosystem uh, before and while building TCFX. But with our uh, mint performance that uh, was not uh, as profitable as what we expected to be able to, to work on, on both the ecosystem and TCFX, we've decided with uh, our holders who voted and it was the, I think, 70 votes for uh, and, and only two or three against to start working on uh, TCFX. So we delivered the better version. And now uh, we are opening this phase two mint in order to uh, register the company in, in Switzerland. So there's going to be the TCFX company, TCFX company in Switzerland. So we're going to allocate uh, 550 Leons to this and 450 to develop the ecosystem. But don't worry, we're not going to sacrifice our partnership with uh, the BAP community and we're going to work on, uh, we're going to see with our dev and work on a solution that allows uh, skill evolution without necessarily sending it into an L1 contract. And we'll let you know about anything uh, as soon as we get the news. Now let's maybe jump in into the Leon token, the I think everything is clear so far. Everything yeah. was clear. Once again, if you have any questions, please uh, jump on stage. It will be a pleasure to answer. 
or let me also have a look in the Discord. If you have any questions, you can drop them in the server. Uh, we have it in front of our eyes, so we will be able to see your question. Or shoot us a DM on Metalion Society. We're gonna we're gonna keep an eye open. Perfect. Any questions so far? Anyone requesting to come on stage? No. Look like we're all. Cool. I I do have a question about Please, Jenny. Good to so... see you. Yes, I I'm, I've been so excited for the space all day. Um, I have a question about what, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm waiting on my kids. So if you hear screaming kids in the background, I promise I'm not doing anything. It's totally normal. Um, <laughs> I, I, they're at the playground. I just, I was wondering like when we're staking, when I'm staking my Leon to, you know, I'm taking up my common and I'm staking my Leon and I'm going to make it, you know, I want, I want this to be a historic, I can only, stake one at a time or one at a time per era like how is that gonna work i gotta know my strategy here so you can obviously stake all of your leons in one training camp but you can only stake it in one training camp at a time so you have to decide which skill you want to evolve does that answer your question so i could stake all of the leons that i own but only in one skill yes yes Okay, so I have to wait until the next training period. I'm sorry, the next training period if I want to do another group and another skill. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. Wonderful. And um, some of you might ask yourselves as well, why? Um, I mean, what will be the percentage increase? All of the details. Everything is gonna shared be shared uh, very soon after after phase two mint. So do not worry about this. You'll know this. Uh, early enough to be able to set up your strategy, finalize them, and uh, get uh, get ready for when uh, when it starts. So as thank, we've mentioned, this thank one... you very much for your question, Jenny. If there's sorry, Alex, Please. any other one um, to clarify a point, it would be it would be a pleasure. So yeah, this was the ecosystem skill evolution uh, Leon story presentation. Uh, so the whole ecosystem that leads to the revenue distribution of TCFX and royalties, we forgot to mention. So yeah. we take 20%. Because we don't have volume right now, so we, we tend to forget. <laughs> yeah, we take 20% of each of these, of 20, 20% of each of these sources of revenue and redistribute, it, redistribute them directly to our holders. Uh, this is uh, our engagement since day one. This is how we saw our project, uh, putting you all at the forefront of our priority and obviously giving back uh, the trust that you put in us since the beginning. So next, let's jump in the Leon token and uh, how it's going to be used. What are the utilities linked to our Leon token um, within the ecosystem? So uh, one utility Alex mentioned is that the revenue redistribution is going to happen in Leon. So from a technical standpoint, if I remember well, our conversation with Quenael Balboa Wizard, what we're going to do is bridge... Our tokenomics expert. Tokenomics <laughs> expert, for those who don't have the reference. Yeah, we're going to, uh, if I remember well, bridge our token on Polygon, buy our own token with the uh, revenue generated and redistribute it to our historic holders in Leon token. So it's going to be the currency in which we distribute the revenue. Uh, we have the uh, lottery that we mentioned. So you're going to be able to stake your Leon to participate in lottery tickets. So the Leon token is going to be distributed, of course, 
to our holders over a certain period of time that is going to be uh, projected based on our TCFX projections. I think last time we uh, estimated that over approximately a year, uh, you will be able to stake your Leon to uh, participate in those lottery in which you'll have both digital and physical um, prizes that you're going to be able to resell or trade on our marketplace. Uh, next, there is also a utility because our Leon token is at the, the, the center of our project, bridging all of its different aspects. So there's going to be a, a utility as well on the TCFX side. We mentioned that we want to give our holders an exclusive access to uh, the platform. So if you're an investor, we said that you would have a um, priority on investment. And this is going to be related to Leon token. So you will be able to lock your Leon and do two things with it, with the Leon token. Uh, first of all, if there's a limited uh, whitelist uh, and pre-sale access with the project, everything is going to be negotiated with some project who are going to be good for the development of TCFX. We might not be able to guarantee a spot for every Leon holder. So you'll be able to lock your Leon to have access to uh, the priority on investment. Uh, that's the, the first thing. And the second is also uh, related to the cap that you have. So in the beginning, we might not have any caps because uh, we want our project to successfully raise funds in order to build our credibility um, with our crowdfunding platform. But we might at some point have uh, some projects of really high demand, especially if we're in Web3, in the beginning, we have uh, Metallion Society and we have uh, all the exposure that comes with it. So we're going to have marketing on both uh, on both uh, platforms. So we might have a higher demand and it investment might be framed with caps. So with uh, using your Leon and locking them, you will be able to have higher caps to invest more into project if there's high demand again. This is going to be later down the road. This is a 10-year project. We mentioned the projections of uh, security token market. We were looking at a trillion in 2026. We're still at the very beginning, and we need to save us some time in order to uh, develop our investor base, uh, our credibility, our visibility. So in the beginning, we'll, there will be no caps, uh, basically. But if we have very high demand, uh, using your Leon, you'll, be have, you'll have access to higher caps uh, if you want to invest. So Leon token is really uh, at the center of both our, of our project and bridges all of its aspects. Revenue sharing is in Leon. You'll be able to stake your Leon to have access to the lottery and also some utility on the exclusive access, depending on the scenarios with TCFX. Do we have any questions related to the Leon token? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to mention that the supply how it's going to be distributed and everything. We will be releasing more information on this uh, later down the road after um, after the Mint as we uh, were heads down on TCFX development. Uh, we're still constantly um, improving some features in terms of design, making sure there's no bug even if there's no. Uh, so And now there's the Mint and we have uh, a, lot, a lot going on. Uh, but we'll be releasing... Um, uh, more information on this aspect uh, very soon, especially since our tokenomics expert uh, was quite busy lately. Is there 
any question on this aspect? Otherwise, I think we covered everything related to the ecosystem. Do we have anybody that wants to jump on stage? Even no. just tell us what the weather's like <laughs> where you're listening. <laughs> no, if you have any any insights, anything to add that we we might have missed, um, I have to say it's been a while that we have uh, we haven't discussed uh, the ecosystem, the Leon token. Uh, this was really the communication and the the aspect of the project that we worked on a lot, a lot prior phase one mints, obviously afterwards as well. Uh, but uh, since uh, since a few months, as Antonio mentioned, uh, since not only a few months, it's five to six months, we've been heavily focused on TCFX. So if we have missed any kind of uh, information, even though we had some uh, good uh, good notes to discuss that, feel free to, to jump on stage and, uh, and add uh, anything valuable. And if you have, if you're a tokenomic guy uh, and you have really technical questions, please feel free to ask them in the server. You can tag uh, our tokenomics expert, Gwenael Morpheus. Morpheus on the server. He will be uh, happy to answer any question or if he uh, is not available because he's quite busy lately, uh, we'll ask them, uh, we'll ask him the questions and uh, we'll provide you with the answers to your questions ASAP. He can talk about this all day for those who don't know about yeah. Gwenael yet. Um, he's been a Bitcoin crypto lecturer since uh, 2013, attending and uh, presenting in many big conferences in France. Uh, he's also a validator at Tezos and Ethereum. And uh, his life is tokenomics. He has... Uh, yeah, he goes to conference, he international has conferences to brainstorm with other tokenomics. Yeah, he has board meetings with um, big tokenomics experts as well in France every other month. They discuss about all the new trends, uh, everything that's happening uh, with the tokenomics uh, words and technology. So he's, uh, he's even advising banks now that wants to uh, go into the CBD road. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of credits, as we repeated, a lot of credits uh, for our project is due to him. Um, so, yeah, great, uh, great member of the team with whom we spent countless hours on the phone, countless days even, I should say. Uh, amazing guy, and he will be very glad to answer any kinds of questions that you might have in the server, as he did since the beginning. And he's the one, yeah, who really tried to work on creating utilities. Uh, it's, it's good to have a token, but it really needs to have um, utility, and it needs to be useful for people in the project. So, as we mentioned... Uh, it's at the center of the project and has utility in all its different aspects, uh, including rewards, revenue sharing, uh, on the TCFX, uh, TCFX access side as well. Uh, so yeah, that was mainly his vision, and we tried to obviously uh, contribute to it as well, but understand uh, everything that was going on in his head, since there is a lot going on in, in his head, actually. All right, so if we don't have any questions, we have covered pretty much everything regarding our story and ecosystem so the whole fun and gamified aspects uh, of our project leading up obviously uh, to the revenue distribution from uh, the tcfx revenue and metal and society secondary market sales um, so this is uh, really once again the fun side of the project uh, we have created this project 
to be able to appeal to as many kinds of investors as possible in the space. So if you don't want uh, to participate, get involved in this, if you find it too complex to understand, don't want to take the time, even though we have done everything in our possibility to simplify as much as possible uh, the process, it will be only a few clicks. Uh, so it will take a little of your time to study, to learn about about it. But then once you know about it, it's a very easy process. This is how we, we thought everything. We don't want, obviously, for you to take too much of your personal time. Uh, this is how we work, how we like to value uh, all of our holders. So now we're going to go ahead and uh, do the Twitter draw for the Leon um, that we're going to give away. Hope you guys are ready. We're looking forward to the lucky winner of today's Leon. Let me just pick uh, pick the tweets on my laptop and I'm going to start the Twitter draw. Um, Arno on the... On Wait, the I lost your question. <laughs> Where are you hiding Sapiens King? Sapiens Legendary. Uh, do you plan some kind of burns for the token? Uh, I'm going to tag uh, Gwynaid right away and he's going to answer, answer this question. Uh, if I remember well, we introduced the idea uh, and discussed it quickly, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he saw me. Yeah, I saw you uh, always. Um, we can only see you uh, in the server with your PFP. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask uh, Morpheus right away. And he's going to answer you uh, ASAP. And yeah, it would be good to have him, but uh, he would give you probably headaches. And he's a genius, but he doesn't speak well English. You can hear from our accent. We're doing our best with our French. I think we're doing good. Uh, but you don't want to listen to Gwenael uh, for too long, and especially not in English. Uh, so feel free, any any technical question that you have, uh, just ask a question in the server. We've always been very transparent since the beginning. Uh, it's going to be your pleasure to to answer any question and be prepared for to, to receive uh, an entire thesis on a very simple question <laughs> because that's how he usually answers any simple question into something very, very complicated. So he will, not necessarily complicated, but very, very detailed, complete, complete, yeah, very yeah. detailed. So you can be sure you're going to have your answers on the tokenomics uh, side of it. All right, the draw is ready. I'm going to go ahead and uh, begin it. Uh, as last time, I'm going to screenshot the winner and post it in the comments of the giveaway tweet that is uh, one of the latest tweets in our feeds. Begin draw. It's loading. We have Chewit that has been rejected. Is and Chewit in the space? And Freeze that has been accepted. Let's see why. Oh, that's tweet count. So he's he's the winner. I think it's because he doesn't have enough followers on the. But I haven't put any kind of conditions. Let me check if you liked and retweet the spaces, and if you have also tagged some friends. I'll do this in a sec. Hope for you to it. It will be, be a shame. amazing. I see the retweets. <clears throat> And I see the tag for Kilakali. So, Freeze, I'm sorry for the the fake hope, but uh, Chewit, I don't know why he was rejected. I'm going to post the screenshot 
I think but, his uh, Twitter account only 23 yeah. followers. Yeah, he is still here in the space, so you are the lucky winner Let's go, of our Leon giveaway. If you want to have a look at your Leon already, it's number 618. Uh, so please send us your wallet on which you'd like to receive it uh, through our DMs, uh, the official account. And we're going to go ahead and uh, send your Leon right after the space. Congratulations. Very happy for you. Perfect. Is there any, any other, last questions before any last question, we wrap yeah. up? It's 10.53 here in Switzerland. We're not sleeping much uh, the past weeks. <laughs> so we're going to be sleeping like babies tonight. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll gladly stay if we have any questions, if anyone wants to jump on stage. Or even if you guys want to spend a couple, couple minutes uh, in VC chat in our server, just tag us. Uh, will be will be a pleasure to join. Yeah. So this was second episode of our uh, our series leading up to Mint. The next one, episode three, will be um, to present TCFX in details. Uh, many of you uh, who were attending our past MAs for the past five to six months uh, already know quite a lot about TCFX, why we have decided to go for it, uh, where did the idea come from, what are the future opportunities um, with TCFX and with the tokenization market, because this is very important. Uh, we are very, very early, very well positioned. Uh, all regulations have been passed um, very, not long ago, after years of uh, work and lobbying from big institutions. So we come in as flowers at the best timing possible before uh, the market is full of concurrence. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be very glad to present you that. Uh, this is, once again, a project and the, under the umbrella, let's say, or under the same umbrella as Metalion Society, from which you as a holder will be benefiting from uh, revenue redistribution. So we're looking forward to this space um, and uh, we hope to see as many of you possible there. Uh, there will be another giveaway, obviously, for this one. We're going to make the announcement uh, tomorrow for this space and uh, as well as set the Twitter space itself. And we could maybe share in anticipation of this space on TCFX to really understand uh, the potential uh, for those who really want to dive into the technology itself, what problems it solves, uh, the potential. Uh, we will be sharing a document uh, wrote by GP Morgan, isn't it? Yeah. By GP Morgan. <clears throat> so it's a 50 page document. It's quite complete and technical, but goes through everything related to tokenization. We have some information such as uh, the projections of the market. We shared a video of BlackRock CEO uh, saying that the next generation for, for private markets is tokenization of security, which is what we're doing. Uh, we have the infrastructure uh, ready to onboard. Um, customer who want to issue tokens security tokens and raise funds so uh, if you want to anticipate a little bit and have technical questions on the platform as well we invite you to have a look at the uh, demo videos that we have in our server it's in the tcfx updates channel you will see uh, the interactions we basically present uh, the platform and its features uh, it can be technical as well uh, that's what it takes when you have uh, an innovative project that not everybody uh, uh, necessarily understands. It's new concepts. 
So feel free to ask us any questions related to uh, the tokenization market after reading this report if you want to dive in or after uh, viewing our uh, TCFX demo. I have just posted a Twitter picker um, screenshot for information in the giveaway uh, comment section. So once again, thank you very much, everyone, for attending the episode two with us, the founders, Alex and Antonio here. We're wishing all of you a lovely day, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are. Looking forward to this next episode regarding TCFX. See you all in our server and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye, everyone. It was a pleasure. See you soon. Bye-bye.